welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro-balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy, and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hey ladies, how are you? I am so happy to be here with you today. Whether it is truly the week leading up to Christmas for you, if you're listening to this in real time, or if you're like me and going back and catching up on your favorite podcast episodes past Christmas, now as things start calming down, that is honestly usually what I do. I miss a couple weeks with some podcasts I enjoy and then like, ooh, I have all these episodes stored up for when I'm cleaning or doing laundry or whatever, and it's kind of fun. So (laughs) either way, this applies in every area at all seasons, so I'm excited to hop in right now. Just a couple business matters. First, we have new programs up and coming with the start of the year. So healthycatholicmoms.com has all the information for that. If you're on my email list, you have seen it come out a couple of times because I just want to make sure everyone has ample time to get on board with what you want to do. It's also absolutely not by any means a like this will be closed and you can never do this again. I'm just letting all of you know that with the eight-week program, it only runs a couple times a year. So you just if, if you don't nab a spot in this one, which I do limit the spot, so it will fill up, then you know you can catch it next round and get on the wait list for the next round. And then the Chasing Greatness group, the benefit is that it's at offered at a discounted price, but it's still going to be, you can still hop in throughout the year just at $14.99 a month. So all that good stuff will be around, and I will not let you work out by yourself if you don't want to in the new year and make you navigate all this yourself. So that is what the community is for. Okay, so today I want to talk about three things that will really help you no matter what your 2023 is going to look like. Maybe you're pregnant and you just want to stay really healthy throughout your pregnancy. Maybe you've been prioritizing health and fitness for a long time. You've been working out really regularly, but you want to dial things up a notch. Maybe you've fallen away uh, from your workouts and from eating clean, especially during the holiday season, and you're ready to get back to it. Maybe you are freshly postpartum and you're trying to build back just really uh, in an intelligent way and taking your time. So we all can be in very, very different places. And I think that these three things to focus on 
can help all of us. So you've read the title. You know what they are. Deliberation, Diligence, and Discipline. And I just want to give you the definition for each and then apply it to how utilizing this characteristic or having this is going to directly help us in our health and fitness. So number one, deliberation, okay? Oh, let me just scroll on through because I screenshot it for us. Okay, according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of deliberation is the act of thinking about or discussing something and deciding carefully. Okay, the act of deliberating. So an example, like after careful deliberation, he decided to study medicine rather than law. Basically, it shows thoughtfulness. It shows that you thought about something. I think this is a very important place to start when thinking about your nutrition, your workout plan, whatever. Because a lot of times I'm so guilty of this in different areas. I'm like, I just throw something at the wall to see if it sticks kind of person. Like, okay, we need, I need to get my kids doing chores. I'm just going to print out a random chore chart and see if, you know, this fits. And then I forget about it after two weeks. And (laughs) seriously, this happened with my five-year-old. I was trying to promote my middle son to setting the table, which was my five-year-old's job. So I said, okay, your job's clearing the table. I've completely forgotten about that. I will say that the other thing, he he gained the chore of folding towels, which he had not had previously. So it's not like he's getting off scot-free on chores, but I forgot that he was supposed to also be clearing the table. And that's something I've just been so spotty on. And he's like, mom, didn't you say I was supposed to clear the table? And then he doesn't mind me and I forget. And I really need the visual actually <laughs> reminder of that. But so many things, and you might think about this in different areas, like you've maybe done this with your nutrition of, you know, I just really want to try keto or I know that Weight Watchers worked for a friend and you're just kind of basing things off of just what you hear or what you've seen a lot or, you know, you don't have a, a good basis for your choices. So in the vein of health and fitness, how I would use deliberation is to choose a workout plan and nutrition course carefully. Okay. Using careful thought, make sure it actually lines up with your goals for one, but also make sure it lines up with your season of life and how much time, effort, and whatnot you can put into it. We can have the best idea, the best, you know, the best laid plans are going to fail if they don't actually harmonize and work together with what are our like um, really set in stone things, right? If you're like, this is going to work so well, this is, here's an example for you. I was talking with my husband about how homeschooling's been going and whatnot. And this was much earlier in the year. And I was like, you know what? I did not factor in was having a toddler. And I've talked with some of my friends about this too. It was like, Brittany sat in the summer, optimistic Brittany sat in that lawn chair with all these wonderful textbooks and my little cute teacher planner that I got off Amazon. And I wrote down these wonderful ideas and units, and this is what we're going to do, and these are our themes. And mind you also, like I do have experience teaching. I'm not completely stepping into a realm I've never been in before. However, I had all these beautiful visions of listening to classical music and just looking at a beautiful piece of artwork and painting and whatnot. And what I did not factor in is my toddler who likes to just climb up on the kitchen counter and grab a butcher knife out of the butcher block and like just go take all my spices out of the cabinets and throw them in a laundry basket. Like there's just a lot of other variables. And it's just very funny, the expectations versus the reality. It really could be its own like real. But um, 
it's not bad. It's not that I was striving for too much or whatever. It just was not realistic for right now. So I needed to say, okay, how can I do this? Can I do a little bit more homeschooling during nap time instead since my five-year-old doesn't nap? Can I break this into different increments and have my three-year-old play with my toddler while I do different things? Like this is, there's a way we have to pivot here. So same thing with your workout nutrition. If you're like, this is the plan that worked for somebody else, so it's definitely going to work for me. That's not the way to go about it. You've got to figure out how it's going to suit your needs. Maybe you are far too busy right now to do any kind of meal prepping. You cannot food prep anything. You cannot have stuff at the ready. Your weekends are also too busy. Like you're always playing catch up. Can you delegate that out? Can you just buy other pre-made foods like buy frozen grilled chicken that's really high quality or buy rotisserie chickens or do you have older kids who that's the reason you're so busy at night as you're driving everybody around to practices can you have them prep you some proteins on the weekend because it's a team effort and if they're going they've got to help prep stuff I heard that on a podcast recently somebody that was mentioning when the whole family had to go to soccer the kid whose soccer game it was was in charge of packing snacks for all the other kids and I really liked that because it's like this is a team effort we are all literally getting out the door and going to something for you and for your good so you can help out as well and obviously just want to present that well but I like that so same thing with your workouts if you are like I'd really love to get out of my house and go to the gym but then you keep not showing up this used to happen a lot when I was teaching group classes and I taught Monday and Wednesday night at 5 30 And it was a really fun class, really fun, great group. I wish there are times like I'm like, I wish I could just go on back to that for one day and like see all those ladies have that experience one more time. I definitely took it for granted. It was when I was single, then dating my husband and engaged and married and then super pregnant with our first. And uh, and I taught there a little bit after I had him as well. But I definitely took it for granted because it was just, oh, after work, I just go teach here and then I'm with all these people and I didn't realize how fleeting that time could be as a mom then. And I remember having moms fly into class and be running late or be like, I'm sorry, I wasn't here like the last two weeks. I really wanted to be. My kids were sick. My husband's been working late. My husband had traveled work. And I did not care. You know, I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad you're here. Like, great to see you today. Like, glad you made it. Or if they're running late, I always said, just come on in. I don't care. Like, if you're here, just come in. And, you know, looking back, I think, too, I wish I could have just had the knowledge there or the wherewithal to say, like, don't feel like the only workout you can do, even though this is a fun class. I get it. I like to be here, too, is this class. Like, if you, Because that's what I would see happening a lot. These women would shoot to make it to that class and say, OK, I'm going to work out Monday, Wednesday nights at 530. And if something went awry, their husbands were, didn't make it home and they were home with the kids and they couldn't leave the kids, like – they just wouldn't work out. They wouldn't do anything at home. They wouldn't pull up a YouTube video and do that instead or, or pivot in some way. So think about the season and think about, just give it a little bit of thought. This is not a big dramatic, I need to think about this and then not act for two months. It's just give it some thought of what does our re- week really look like? What does my time really look like? What is going to work best for me? My most successful clients have done this, have said, even some who are in the Chasing Greatness group who follow the Chasing Greatness workouts, but then personalize them to themselves. So they'll just email me and say, hey, Britt, I see it's a five workout a week month. I really shine when I do four workouts a week. Which one would you consider combining or which one would you consider dropping off or how can I make this work? And I'm super flexible with that. I love to help tailor it to your life because it is for a general group, but you've got to make it work with and for your life. So choose your workout nutrition according to your needs, what's going to work best for you, and just give it some thought, not hours, days, 
give it a little bit of thought and then get it down on paper. Okay. You can always make tweaks too. It's just good to start moving. Sometimes we are so paralyzed by the idea of like turning the car on that we just don't go anywhere. You can start driving and then you can turn around or you can get off the highway. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay. Number two is diligence. So back to my screenshots. Diligence is defined according to Merriam-Webster as steady, earnest, and energetic effort devoted and painstaking work and application to accomplish an undertaking. So diligence is the part where we're actually doing the work, right? It's steady, earnest, and energetic effort, devoted and painstaking work, okay? This is so rarely talked about, and I feel like so undervalued. A lot of times we put so much emphasis on motivation and having like, back to step one, the deliberation, having the exact perfect plan, Even if we've really tailored the plan to our needs, to our goals, to our situations, it is absolutely nothing without the second step. We need diligence. We need actual application of the plan. So I want you to apply this, and I suggest that you apply this, by working your plan consistently. Being diligent or being consistent, very closely related, are far more important than being intense or being, and I would never tell you to be extreme or any of those kinds of things. Like, We think we need to absolutely run ourselves to the ground in a workout for it to be effective, but then we don't work out for another two weeks because we're so sore, and then we're back at square one, and that can be a whole cycle. And there's so many other, you know, examples of this more often than not. The opposite that I see of this is um, when women go in super gung-ho, and they're like, let's do this. I am ready. I'm going to make a change. And then the enthusiasm wears off, and we stop a couple workouts in or we stop as soon as we get to a social setting and we want to eat something that we don't know how to how to navigate and how to work it out. So diligence, I think by far, I don't know, I don't want to rank these in importance, but it is a very important one of what we're talking about here. And this is another area where the Bible has so much to say about diligence and consistency and staying the path and, you know, worrying about the troubles of today sufficient enough for today are today's troubles. Like tomorrow will bring its own graces and its own set of worries. It is, I think it's so helpful when you're really trying to live this to just focus on winning the day. I've talked about that before. I have a podcast episode titled something like how to win the day or winning the day. And that's a concept that I stole from Andy Frisella. Didn't stole, didn't steal it because I'm giving him credit. So it's accredited to Andy Frisella who talks about winning the day is just accomplishing those couple of things you set out for the day. And he emphasizes only focusing, I think it's on three things, so that you don't set yourself up for failure but realistic three things to accomplish that day. And if you win the day, boom, that was a win. Put a W on your paper and go on to the next day. And you're going to have some wins and you're going to have some losses. But if in a month you had 25 wins and only five losses, that was a good month. You won the month. You had a winning record. Then you go on to the next month. Like it's day by day. Everything is so daunting. Everything can be so daunting when we're looking at something as a whole. I feel like this with pregnancy. (laughs) When I'm pregnant, I'm like, this is going to be for the rest of my life. And oh my gosh, at that point, there's really not much you can do about it. But it's like, nope, just get through the day. Just ask God for the energy for the day. You get to sleep again tonight and it's all good. And somehow this too does pass. Okay, lastly, you're probably hearing what's attempted bedtime going on above me doesn't sound like it's going very seamlessly. So sorry about the extemporaneous noise here. Okay, so we had deliberation, we had diligence, and then lastly, the Bible has a ton to say about this as well, 
discipline. But I did pull up the uh, dictionary definition, not scripture. So you can hit the scriptures for discipline as well. But discipline, according to Merriam-Webster, says control gained by enforcing obedience or order, orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. And what was evident to me immediately is the fact that order came up twice in those definitions, right? Two different definitions and order was a part of it. So discipline, living with discipline, being disciplined implies that we have a sense of order. This is the opposite of chaos. This is opposite of the hot mess idea, the running around like a chicken with your head cut off, which can I feel like sometimes be glorified in our culture. We are told you know, there's so many, there's actually just so many beautiful, we should look at this as a positive, so many beautiful examples of um, ordering things well and of utilizing order in our lives. And one that jumps out to me immediately are the uh, religious communities of different, Fran- the order of Franciscans or the Dominicans or different branches. I don't know if branches would be the correct term here, but you know what I mean, that have different um, orders of life. I think I actually just left out St. Benedict, who I believe actually termed the order of the order of life. But uh, sorry about that, St. Benedict, if that was you, whichever saint it was, that is, you know, most religious communities have an order to it, right? They have their set of habits and, and things that they follow that give rhyme and reason and a nice flow to their days. I've read before A Mother's Rule of Life, and I've talked about that a little bit on the show. It was so nice. I actually want to go back. Maybe I'll do that for 2023. Go back and read that, um, where it just gave me a really good springboard, which is what I'm all about. I try to do that with you ladies on the podcast, too. Is like, here's what I do, or here's what I've heard work. Now go forth and make it your own, because your schedule is not going to work for me. My schedule is not going to work for you, et cetera. And I remember her book just giving me a really nice framework for that. And I don't remember the author's name, so I apologize for that, too. But that was a great one. So In this vein of how are we using discipline in our health and fitness life and our nutrition life, I advise you to tell yourself, don't listen to yourself. Do not wait for the motivation to strike you to work out or say, I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like prepping my food right now. I don't feel like whatever. What you feel like is irrelevant, okay? Do not let your emotions lead you. Tell that to my kids all the time, and I need to model it and live it myself. They say, like, well, take out, you know, take out your boots. We're going outside. I don't want to take out my boots. This is like my three-year-old. I don't – what you want is irrelevant, or I don't feel like it. What you feel like is irrelevant because we need to go outside to put your boots on or whatever the matter is, you know. And I have been guilty of this in a million different ways, in a million different areas of where I don't feel like doing something. It doesn't matter how we feel. What matters is what we actually – do. And then many times the feelings fall in line once we have taken the action. Okay. And you can think of many other ways. Like I, I know the, the phrase fake it till you make it gets a lot of flack of, well, we should be authentic and we need to be genuine and we shouldn't be faking something. However, there's a lot of research to show that once you start an action, then your feelings and thoughts and whatever follow it. That's why I like to like um, in all of my workout videos, pretty much I'll, I'll switch up a little bit, but you're mostly seeing very similar priming exercises in the warm up because if your brain's not quite there yet and your body just starts going through the warm up, your brain catches up with you and your mind's like, okay. Now we're working out. This is, oh, I know what to do. I know what to do here. And it, it kicks it into gear. Same thing in a lot of different areas. Like there are so many times I don't want to do something for my husband or my kids or whatever. But if I just start doing it, 
often then I find the joy in it, my attitudes changed, etc. It's just the forcing myself to do it. So I think that gets a bad rap. Well, like I don't have to force myself to do something. Right. The ideal is we are just floating on through, not floating, but actively moving on through our lives, doing everything with purpose and joy and intention and zeal. But guess what? My sweet friends, we are fallen creatures and (laughs) that ideal is going to let us down sometimes. And there's plenty of times I just have to make myself do something and, you know, hope a good feeling comes with it. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And then some days it will right? It's like when you have a really killer workout and you're like, oh, I just nailed it. Everything felt so good. I felt strong. I felt accomplished. I felt like I got a lot out of that. And then other times we made ourselves work out and we just aren't feeling it. And we're like, well, that was mediocre, but it's done. And that's just natural. It's part of life. We've got to have the darkness to have the light. And we've got to have like the, the cloudy days to really notice the sunny days and all of that nice contrast. So just push on through it. So deliberation, diligence, and discipline. I want us to focus on this. Come back to this episode when you need it. Share it with a friend if this is something you guys have been talking about recently and, you know, if you think someone could get some benefit from this episode. We've been talking about the people we spend the most amount of time with and the influence. So maybe you're trying to, you know, make some like-minded friends here and definitely share it with them. I'd appreciate that if you helped expand our community a little bit as well. So ladies, I am going to sign myself out, maybe go help with bedtime, even though I don't feel like it, but the joyful feelings will come. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next episode.